Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Grilled Cheese and Rosé, where we discuss all things that don't blend but pairs well. This is your host, Brittany Nicole, and this is season one, episode six, titled Conversation of Transparency. I struggle too. I'm actually looking forward to you guys listening to this episode. You get to hear my heart. You get to hear me being all over the place and processing and also giving you tools that you can use in the midst of your own struggle. So without further ado, here's episode six. So I contemplated what this episode would be about. Um, I had a list, you know, I have an episode list and with everything that's been going on in the world, everything that's been going on personally, I have struggled with what content do I put out. And I decided that I would make this episode probably one of the most transparent moments and talks that I have ever had publicly. I decided to talk to you guys like you were my best friends and then we would just take it from there. Um... What I can say is that those of us that motivate and inspire and encourage, you know, we have a tendency of not allowing you, the public, the people that we inspire, the people that we encourage to see our own struggle. Um, I think a part of that has to do with we don't know if you guys can handle it. And sometimes you can't handle it because you look at us as we have it all together, even though we don't. And even though we tell you we don't, you still have this piece of thought and perspective that we have it together because we're teaching you tools that we use ourselves. So sometimes the confusion may come because we have the ability to influence or help people that we don't have the struggle card. That, that automatically removes us out of the column of struggling, whether it's with our mind, our emotions, or whether it's with finances, or whether it's even with the things that we teach about, we still have um, a sense of struggle. The only difference is that we actually use our tools that we teach to manage our way through the struggle. And so... My hesitation has always been expressing or exposing my humanity is how it would be perceived. You know, would people look at you as if, well, how is she teaching us to be an expert at ourselves or self-discovery or how is she motivating or, you know, how is he doing this or how is he speaking about you know, this aspect of making us better, but they too struggle. But I have always learned and I've always understood that transparency heals. The ability to be transparent, the ability to share your story and to share your struggle and to share the things that you deal with in secret or within your core group is sometimes extremely beneficial for the public. And so if I'm honest, the last 10 days, man, they have been really, really, really tough for me. My expectations and my plans really have been like slapped out of my hand. It's like I was holding them and they were slapped 
completely out of my hand to kind of just go all over the ground. And so I decided a couple of weeks ago that I was going to go home. I was going to go to Florida. I really needed family and I needed the beach and the water. I love the water and I, I, I needed that. So my expectation was that I was going to go down. I was going to spend however long I needed to spend um, and then come back. And then, you know, I was going to be rejuvenated and revived. And the day before we were going, my son decides that he doesn't really want to go because he wants to stay and train. And I'm thinking to myself, no, 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 no. We've, we've had this, we've had this all planned out. There's no switching up the plan. Now, mind you, I'm a very flexible person, but for those who know me, when I have a plan and when I'm set to do something, that is what I want to do, especially if I've done my checks and balances. And so just the day prior, I had expressed to Jason, you know, hey, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. He was fine with it. So for him to express the day before that he didn't want to go, it shifted my plan and my my expectation of what I needed. And so I adjusted. I adjusted. I said, okay, we'll go down for a week. And we go down. We get there. The first two days are great. I'm filled with, you know, family time and what's needed. And the third or fourth day that I'm there, my car doesn't start. And I'm thinking, what in the world is happening? Now, mind you, I've just had my car checked before and repaired before I get on the road. Everything is good. I am fixed and ready to get my sunshine and get my family, my family time in and my car doesn't start. I have no idea what's going on called roadside assistance. And I'm giving you all of this backdrop so that you can understand that things, life happens. This is not a woe is me um, conversation. This is not a woe is me or letting you into my space in my world for you to feel sorry or for you. This is not any of that of what is happening of what I or at least why I'm expressing this to you guys. I'm letting you know that things happen and sometimes they come uppercut and jab and kick and a push all at one time and so no one knows what's going on with my car short story or a long story short I've taken it to three different places including the Ford dealership and no one knows what's going on but I have to get back because my son needs to get back and I need to get back to South Carolina for uh for on Monday So I have to leave my car. I have to get a rental car. There's so much stuff that happens with the rental car that I don't want to really go into detail um, with. But it was just not a it was not a great customer service experience um, with them. And so I finally make it back home. And then now I get back to South Carolina and I can't focus. And so if you know, I always say grilled cheese and rosé is where we discuss all things that seemingly don't blend. They seemingly look like they have nothing to do with each other, but we end up finding out that they do. And so here is the prime example of going through things, you know, becoming irritated with, you know, certain family members home, you know, while I'm home, irritated with my car, irritated that my plans are not going the way that I want. I am disappointed. I am filled with 
um, anger because of everything that's gone on in the world with George Floyd, George, uh, George Floyd and Brianna and also Aubrey or Amari, I believe that's his name. And so all of these things are happening that I'm, I typically don't chime in or kind of look at social media and CNN. I don't follow the hashtags because I know me. I try to protect, I try to protect my energy. I try to protect my mind and my emotions. So that's a tool that I always teach is protect your energy because I know me. I know if I consume too much of it, I will become angry. I will become anxious. I will become annoyed. I will become filled with emotion and it puts me in a space that is not healthy. Puts me in a space that is not healthy. So I decide to, for the one time, to let me just read and see what's going on with these protests. Let me just see what's going on with the story. And I still have not watched the full video. I cannot watch the full video of George Floyd. I've read certain articles. I understand what took place. I saw the beginning of it. I saw, I've seen the pictures, but I cannot watch the video because that piece of my energy I have to preserve because it, it may explode. So I have watched videos. I've done all these things and I'm filled with rage and hurt and disappointment and hopelessness. It's almost like, gosh, all of this stuff is going on simply because of us being black, of me being black, of people being a certain color or tone, skin tone. This is what's happening. And you begin to look at the world in a very different way. So I'm, I'm carrying all of this weight that's happening. All of these things are happening at one time. Then I'm having to um, manage being a mom to a teenage um, a teenage year old, um, a teenager, rather, a young man who swears he knows everything. <laughs> and for those of you that have teenagers can attest, those that have children can attest that it's amazing that your children um, get a little bit of knowledge and, and understanding and they somehow know more than you. So I'm managing through that and I get back to South Carolina because I have a lot of stuff on my plate. I have, I have a project. I have actually two projects I'm working on. I have, um, work that I have to focus on. And I also have to get back into the flow of creativity and pushing out content. There's a program that I want to, you know, push out and my creativity bucket is probably full, but I cannot feel it. I cannot feel any of the normal creativity that I have on the everyday basis of ideas and I'm going to do this and I'm going to put this content together and I'm going to organize this here. I can't feel any of that. All I want to do is just sit and be quiet. And so what do you do? What do you do? What do you do when you are struggling from your core and from every angle? What do you do? So I'll tell you what I've done. I've done nothing. I have done absolutely nothing. And even that toys with my mind because I am the type of person, and and again, anyone who knows me, I hate wasting time. I do not find joy in 
just sitting around. I'm constantly always on the move. I know how to sit still when needed. I know how to, you know, replenish my energy or, you know, I have my prayer meditation time in the morning. And that is my time where I sit and I soak and I try to receive or release anything that I need to release. But after that, I'm on the go. So for me to sit around and house (laughs) and do nothing, even mess with my mind. So what do you do? What I'm, I'm taking a, I'm taking a so-called break because I'm trying to understand what I'm feeling and what's happening within my body, because all of these things are now affecting my body. They're now affecting my mind and the way that I process things. They're now affecting um, the way that I see myself. You know, I'll, I'll share this. When I was probably from middle school to high school, I dealt with insecurity really, really bad, probably up until my early 20s. I dealt with insecurity like I was the most um, the most confidently insecure woman <laughs> walking around. Beautiful, well, well-dressed, educated, intelligent, could speak very well, but insecure. And this week I found myself thinking and having the thoughts of you're not good enough. Now, mind you, after everything that I've accomplished, then that this is my mind. Like I'm, I know with my mind, the things that I've accomplished, who I am, what I long to do, what I have done, the passion that I have for people, the passion that I have for business, all of these things that I have lined up that I'm, that I am really in my lane. Like I'm really in what I am called to do. And I am having the thoughts of, not being good enough. And I share it with a friend and he says, why do you think you're going through that? Why do you think you're having those thoughts? And I said, it's a distraction. Like I know it's a distraction. It's a distraction to get me off because every single time I make the decision to move forward and to do what I am called to do, regardless of my circumstances or regardless of my emotions, I am always confronted with that little girl of not being good enough or not being chosen. And if in my first book, if any of those who are listening read my first book, I mentioned about a moment where I was going through a breakup and it was like two months after we had broken up and I know my family didn't know. My family didn't know um, that we had broken up because he was in another state at this time. And my sister, I was sitting next to my sister, it was on Mother's Day, matter of fact. And my sister is scrolling Facebook and she says, oh man, Cedric, Cedric has lost a lot of weight. I probably shouldn't have said his name, but anyways, oh well. Um, Cedric has lost a lot of weight. And um, I say, I didn't say anything. I said, oh wow, or something like that. And so I go into the bathroom and I had, at this time, we weren't following each other. We weren't friends on Facebook. So I had to go find him. And I see these pictures. Now, mind you, I had been doing the work that I needed to do to heal and to, you know, to get my emotions back to a place because I had a child that I had to raise. There's, you know, I had to move on. I wasn't moving on from that place. I really wanted to heal, but I was doing my work, so to speak. I was doing my work to heal. And I went in the bathroom, so I thought I would be okay to just see a couple pictures because I didn't see 
my sister's phone. So I'm in the bathroom and I literally break. I see him. He's with his family. It's like pictures, just, you know, random, regular stuff. And I break. I have this whole moment and the little girl creeps back up about not being chosen. And it triggers when I had my son, I was pregnant at 17. I had him at 18 and his father had another, another girl pregnant and he chose her. So all of these things are happening that are triggering the little girl. Right. And so I can't function. So in that time, right. So here it is, you know, at the time, I think I was like 27 in the bathroom looking at the picture of my ex and it triggers the little girl of when I was 17, 18. Right. And so here it is, I'm going through certain things that have absolutely nothing to do with being chosen, but the little girl triggers and I am faced with not being good enough. So while I'm in Florida, there's essence of her, you know, there's essence of this little girl of not being chosen or feeling like I'm alone or always having to do things by myself or having to push through things. Because of course, I would love to just call my boyfriend or my husband and say, Hey, something's going on with the car. Can you, can you take care of it? Like I see my friends or my mentors, like I see them do. I, I wanted to do that. Right. And I'm 35. So I'm giving you all of this because we struggle. We motivate you. We influence you. We encourage you, but we struggle too. I struggle too. I struggle with still cleaning up the 17-year-old girl. I still clean up not being chosen at 21. I still struggle with, yes, I'm content with being single. Yes, I am content with my life. I am very, very, very happy. I am the happiest I've ever been in my life, but I still have moments of where I desire what I desire. I desire to be in partnership. I I desire to be in a marriage and with a man who loves me and covers me in one that I submit to and I influence and I take care of our home. And if he has children, we raise them together and he cares for my son like his own. I desire that. But then my reality is that I grind, I hustle, I have my own businesses. I raise a phenomenal young man who swears he knows everything, but is such a great kid. I struggle with that because I have to do things on my own. Being the ability to be able to influence and motivate people does not give you the I don't struggle card. It doesn't give you that. It does not give you that. And so as much as I influence and I give people different perspectives to look at and I allow and I help them to see that you don't always have to look at it this way, which is accurate and which is true and which is what I desire, I too struggle. And so when I struggle, what do I do? Because I'm never going to give you all of this negative and all of this bad and not have something to follow up with. Because the thing is, you have the right to feel and to feel how you feel. You have the right, and if you're a strong friend or if you're a person who motivates or you're a person of influence or you're a leader, you have the right to have moments of struggle. You even have the right to show people that you struggle. And we always say, be safe, do it in a safe place. 
And I don't know if this is a safe place, to be quite honest. I don't know if this is safe for me to do. I don't care. Because someone is going to be impacted by the fact that you've watched me, you've seen me for years, or maybe you've seen me for months, or maybe you've heard me or you've listened to my podcast and you understand my heart and my message, and you thought that I had it all together. Well, my friend, my friend, I do not. I've just learned some really great tools over the last 10, 12 years that I implement into my life. I've just really tapped into my faith, my faith in a way that, to be quite honest, I've struggled with my faith. And that's something that a lot of believers, whether you're Islam, whether you're Christian, whether you practice Buddha, whatever the case may be, we've all come to a place of struggling with our faith, especially those of the Christian faith, because I was born, I was raised Christian and with that understanding and with those values and principles. So of course I more directly identify with that struggle, but being a PK, the PKs in the world won't really tell you that we struggle too. We struggle with having to look a certain way for the, for the, for the congregation We struggle with wanting to um, appease our parents because we value and we respect their opinion. We struggle with our own sometimes sexuality, whether what we believe is true and and it could be identity or it could be the fact of, look, I understand premarital sex. I understand it, but I don't agree with it. Um, I agree with it, but my body tells me something different. We struggle with the different ebbs and flow, so to speak, of even our faith. That doesn't mean that I can't help or guide another. It doesn't mean that I'm stuck in this place. I'm not in stuck. I'm not stuck in struggle. I'm having a moment and you can have a moment. You get to have a moment. You get to have a day, a week. You get to have that. You get to struggle. You get to ask God questions. You get to challenge the status quo of if I do this, this, and this, I'm supposed to get this. And then when this doesn't happen, like I'm supposed to graduate from high school, go to college, graduate from college, and then get a really good job and then move up the corporate ladder. And then when that doesn't happen, what do you do? You get to have a moment. You get to be disappointed. And so I share all of this. I share this moment of struggle. I share this moment of vulnerability. And I give you permission. If you don't feel like you have it already, I give you the permission to not be okay. To not have all of the answers. To be negative Nancy and be negative Nathan for a minute. You get the right to be that. That does not mean that you get to stay there. You don't get to stay there. You get the right to feel it. You get the right to do nothing. You get the right to Netflix and chill for a day or two or three. You get the right to eat ice cream, even though you're working on your fitness plan. You get the right to cuss somebody out (laughs) and then apologize because you know you were wrong. You get the right to have a tantrum and then realize, all right, I'm better now. You get the right to have a glass of wine 
or two, three or four, you get the right. You get the right to not understand completely what you believe. You get the right to not understand why life is happening the way that it is. You get to have a moment of thinking you were over something and then realizing you weren't. You get to have a moment to sit in, sit in that. You, because in that moment, you feel disappointed. In that moment, you feel like, why am I still dealing with this? And I'm such and, and I'm such and such age. Or why is this coming up now? You know, problems never come up in a convenient way. It's always convenient. You know, my car not starting is inconvenient. Me having to go back down to Florida to go pick up my car because thank God now it is fixed. And it was something so minor. It was a fuse. And you know what? That even gives me, <laughs> that's even a whole nother situation. My entire ton of a car, however much it weighs, was not functioning because of a hairline crack in a fuse that they could not find until I gave them, until I told them it was happening after I was driving. Because it went to them the first time. It went to the dealership and they said, oh, we've cranked it up. So many times we've had technicians go out and look at it. It's cranking up. When I went to go pick up my car, it crunked. And as soon as I drove it to my sister's house, 15 minutes after leaving the dealership to come back out to my car, maybe five, 10 minutes after it had sat, it wouldn't crank. And I was talking to my sister and this is even a lesson that this is even as I'm talking to you guys, I'm seeing the lesson. I was talking to my sister and I was venting to her about, about some things. And she said, well, Brittany, it sounds like it's happening when it's driving after you drive. It's not after when it's sitting. So she was like, you might need to tell them that they need to drive it. It wasn't until I told Ford, but I had already left um, because anyways, Ford was closed. So they couldn't look at it until Monday. But it wasn't until I told the, the person that I was working with at Ford, it's when I'm driving. It's after I drive that something isn't allowing it to crank. So when they looked at it Monday, he called me and he said, it looks like it's a fuse. The next day, so I get the fuse taken care of, then they didn't know if it was going to be something further. But in order to find out if it was something deeper or bigger, they had to fix that first. <laughs> if this is not a message, Lord have mercy. If this isn't even giving me perspective as I'm even talking to you guys, this is the thing that I do in my own personal space and processing for me so that I can get to the root of a problem. I'm literally processing it with you, which I never do. This is very rare for me. But they couldn't fix the fuse. They couldn't know if it was a bigger issue until they fixed the fuse. I got a call yesterday and he says, I have good news for you. It was just the fuse. And he said, and what's crazy about it, it was just a hairline fracture. So what happened or hairline crack in the fuse. And if you know fuses in a car, they're very small. They're not major. What's even more interesting is that when the car was cool, it was able to connect. The fuse was able to connect with the electricity for it to start up and for it to do what it's supposed to do. After I drove, the car would get warm and the fuse would disconnect. So that's why it would do it sometimes, not do it, do it sometimes, not do it. And so when I think about 
my own personal life and the message that I teach and the, the, the message that I influence and that I motivate from is that there's always these little cracks and a little bit of debris or things that we deal with that sometimes keeps us from functioning like my car. So here it is. My car wasn't functioning because of a hairline crack and a fuse. I am not functioning because of hairline cracks in certain areas, in certain places, whether it's, you know, a hairline crack or in this area, and then I become disappointed or a hairline crack in the fact that um, my expectations were not lived up to. That's something that I have to own, not everyone else. And so even though, not even though, we have the right to feel what we feel, right? I've given you that. You have permission to feel how you feel, to break down, to not work for a moment, to not have the answers, to not have the right way to do things. You have the right. After the right is completed, (laughs) after the moment has passed, you now have to move forward. And then what do you move forward with? Because we need you. Like the world needs me. I need people in the world that are influencers, that are motivators, that are doctors and lawyers and that are chemists and that are um, spiritual leaders and that are um, marketing genius and their business acumen is at a high level. I, I need all of that. We need that as a people. We need activists. We need people in the streets. We need protesters. We need people who have financial um, surplus that can give to organizations. We need people in political um, in political uh, positions in areas that will speak on our behalf and that will speak for our communities. We need people in position, right? So that means that while you get, while we get to have these moments, we cannot allow the moments to overshadow our purpose. We cannot allow these moments to overshadow what we are called to do and what we are destined to do. We cannot. We can. We cannot. And so while I contemplated what this episode would be about, if I would have guests, if I would bring people on, I, I, I felt like it was necessary for me to kind of show my cards. For me to show my cards in the last 10 days and whether people look at this as, oh man, she was too much or she wasn't enough or whatever the case may be. I don't know, but I want you to know that I struggle. I have issues. I have to motivate myself. Sometimes I have my own pity party and then sometimes I have my celebration, my celebration soiree. (laughs) I don't allow myself to sit too long. And so I encourage you that while you have permission to feel how you feel, and to struggle with the things that you struggle, whether it's from the past 10 years ago or whether it's from the past 10 days, you have the right to feel how you feel. At some point, you cannot allow the moment and the feeling to overshadow what you are called to do. You cannot. Well, you, let me back that up. You can. You have that choice. You can it would not be in your best interest for everything that is on the inside of you, for every gift, 
for every call, for every message, for every passion, for every idea that you have on the inside of you. It would not be in your best interest to stay in a moment, to not crank up because of a hairline fracture that is connected to you. And sometimes you don't know that the hairline fracture is there until you're confronted with something. Until something happens. A public death happens. George Floyd happens and his name is plastered everywhere. The video is plastered everywhere. Sometimes confronting a family member or having to confront someone who touched you or someone who disrespected you or having to confront the fact that you're 35 and still single and you're going through turmoil that you would like to call phone a husband, but you can't. And then you realize, oh, there's a hairline fracture still there. So sometimes you have to go through life. Sometimes life presents opportunities for you to see what's going on within you. Take the moment to feel it. Take the moment to be in that place. After that, it's time to go to work. It's time to heal. It's time to revive. It is time to influence. It is time to start whatever business, idea, schooling, whatever process you need in order to get elected. Whatever it is that you have been dreaming about, wanting to do, it is time to do it once you have sat and you have realized where the hair fracture is coming. And what is crazy, my friends, in this moment, I found my hairline fracture as to why I've been sitting for four days, three days, not doing anything. So my time was three days. It's time to go to work today. It's time to do and to be who I am called to be, period. I had my three days. Actually, I had probably a little bit longer than that, but I would say my three days where I had every intention of doing what I needed to do and I didn't because I was dealing with a underlining hairline fracture that I was not aware of. I just found it and talking it through and processing it and really being transparent with you guys. And so I hope and my prayer is that one you give yourself permission to do the same and to be broken and to be lost and to not have the answers and to Netflix and chill or to sit and look at the ceiling or to have a glass of wine or to just sit in silence in your closet or to ride around your city and absolutely have no clue what you're doing. You have the permission to do that. I want you to give your permission to be in that space. I want you to put a time limit on it not necessarily, you don't have to necessarily say, hey, at this time, at, at, you know, on this day, at this time, I need to be over it. It's not about being over it. It's about allowing your body to kind of recalibrate. It's about allowing your mind to take you on a journey to kind of locate what's going on. I want you to talk to someone, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a close family friend that you can out, that you can release something too, that you can release what you feel. I want you to journal, whether it's a voice note or whether it's, um, or whether it's writing. I want you to get your feelings and your raw emotion out. I want you to see what you feel on the inside. And then after that, I want you to go to work. I want you to work 
I want you to continue to heal, continue to work through those fractures or the debris that's in the corner. I want you to continue to work on those, but I want you to work on your purpose and on your calling and on the things that the world is waiting for. I want you to go to work because it's time. And many times we allow feelings and circumstances and all of these different things that happen all at once to distract us. And that's exactly what it's trying to do, distract us from doing what we are called to do. So I hope that this has helped you in some way, but I just needed to, I needed to be real with my friends. (laughs) I wanted to publicly have a conversation with you guys and let you know my heart, let you know my struggle, and also let you know my tools and the things that I do to pull myself out of a struggle. To pull myself out of a struggle. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Grilled Cheese and Rosé. If this is your first time with me, you can find me on social media at Meet Brittany Nicole, and you can visit my website, meetbrittanynicole.me. I'm giving away free stuff every single week. All you have to do is go to my website, meetbrittanynicole.me, click on the link that says free stuff, type in your name and your email address, and you're in there. From there, I'm going to send you free stuff every single week. So be sure to share this episode and subscribe if you haven't already. And as always, love and evolution.